welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey guys, Fletch and Bella from All Things Overlanding here. Um, today, on this episode of the podcast slash vlog, I'm actually out in my garage, as you can probably see if you're watching on YouTube. If you are on the podcast, I again will describe things to you uh, so you know what's going on. Um, before we dive in too deep though, I did want to kind of change things up a little bit. I wanted to just kind of drop a little bit of information at the beginning of the video slash podcast for folks that are new to the channel or haven't been here before. Uh, my name's Fletch, as I mentioned. Basically, I make overlanding content, Xterra-based content, do-it-yourself mod type stuff, and I do gear reviews. So if anything like that's interesting uh, to you, make sure to click that subscribe button down below on YouTube. Make sure to add it to your list of favorite podcasts. Um, and come over and hang out on Facebook and Instagram. There are links in the description below. So again, today, on today's actual episode, we are going to be talking about the mods that I'm getting ready, ready to do to the truck. I'm going to kind of walk you through it. I'm going to start to tear some things apart, and we're going to dive into it a little bit more in a little more detail. Bella's probably going to be around to help out. Bella is my new puppy. So again, if you're on the podcast and you don't know, this is Bella. She's quite the cutie. Say hi. Oh, yes. Um, so we are going to dive into some of that stuff. We're going to start to tear the stereo apart and place that with a, a double-din 10.1-inch touchscreen Android-based unit. Um, there's tons and tons of stuff that we're going to do. Replacing the leaf springs on the truck, as you can see, they're pretty low. Um, so all kinds of good stuff coming. Um, so before we dive in, though, all the way, I did want to just touch on really quick my featured partners. Um, Overland Addict, uh, great, great shop. They sell everything to do with overlanding, so you definitely want to check them out if you need any kind of overlanding gear. Uh, Last US Bag Company, again, amazing, amazing stuff. I've got some cool stuff coming from them that I'm excited to try out, and I'm going to be showing you guys some more on that soon, but they make amazing, like, sort of custom bags for overlanders, so you'll want to check that out as well. Um, and then, of course, more Expo. Uh, again, this event's coming up in February. There are links in the description below to get your tickets, and right now they're on sale, 25% off, so go check those out as well. And then last but not least, Northology Adventures. Uh, again, if you click through that link in the description, it will take you to her website where you can scroll to the middle of the page and you can sign up for her free overlanding slash travel magazine, which is amazing. So without further ado, let's dive into the video. Slash podcast. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. So, I've got the radio here. I have not even opened it yet, so I was going to open it and check it out with you guys. Let me cut this open here. Probably because it came from China. It was wrapped in a giant plastic bag. Let me get this open here. Alright. It's pretty nicely packaged though, like it's got some nice bubble wrap around it, and then it's wrapped in plastic so it, you know, can't get ruined by water, condensation, that kind of stuff. Um, 
Alright, this is the moment of truth. It's a pretty nice little box. I mean, you know, I'm old school, so I kind of come from the days of like when Pioneer and Kenwood were like the go-tos. That was kind of the, the jam, you know? So it does feel a little weird buying a no-name radio, so I am not going to lie, I'm kind of hesitant about this, like I'm, I'm hopeful because other people have had decent luck with them. I did have a guy make a comment on a previous video that I never really thought about. Because this radio has a like an adjustable screen, it has like kind of a track on the back of it, um, he mentioned that after some, you know, rough roads that he had some rattles develop. So again, I hadn't really thought about that a whole lot but something to consider when you're looking at this radio. I will, again, of course, as always, kind of keep you guys up to date as I get some more time in once I get it installed. So here's like the central doubled-in piece here. And so then that is, hold this up for you. That is kind of the attachment point, the track, right? And then this thing's just sort of on a swivel and it can, I don't want to break it, I'm not gonna start messing with it too much, but. Oh yeah, it's got just like a nice little ball head swivel kind of action on it, um, which is kind of nice. So hopefully, I mean, it feels fairly sturdy, but again, we'll see. I mean, I know I've definitely been down some country back roads that are just washboard, and I don't know how it would deal with that, but we'll find out. And then this here is the screen unit, which I'm pretty excited about because it's essentially an iPad or an Android version of that Android tablet. I mean, that thing looks pretty nice, doesn't it? <laughs> so it's got this nice little sort of screen on it. Um, and then it just sort of slides and clicks down on the back onto that, that unit there. And you can slide it, you can actually adjust it like up and down. And then you can also, with that ball head, kind of just twist it. So like if I'm in the driver's seat, you know, and I want it to be more angled towards me, I can just sort of angle it with that ball head. I mean, not a ton, but enough to make it, you know, pretty usable. And in the Xterra, um, I'll show you here in a second when I hop in. It's it's actually mounted pretty high, so it's got like a really nice mounting position for the, the head unit. So yeah, we're gonna be doing that stuff here in a second. All right, so I'm turning it on now. So for those of you on YouTube, you'll be able to see kind of what's going on here. So I mean, you know, it's it's not bad, it's just outdated, right? Like this is how radios used to look like when I was a kid in the early 2000s, right? Like, I mean, I have to think this thing's at least 10 years old. Um, so not too bad. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Again, it's okay. It does on longer trips, especially like when it's cold out, which is kind of surprising. So when it's cold out and I have the heat running, you can see that the vents on both sides run right alongside the radio. So I just think that when I've got the heat running nonstop and I'm hitting trails all day long, um, that that heat bleeds through there and just starts to overheat this thing. And then eventually it'll start to either make like a weird, like distorted noise or it will shut off completely. Usually it just shuts off completely. Um, I do have like a backup camera that I've talked about on other videos before, which isn't going to work. Oh, maybe because the car isn't on, um, that I installed. But I mean, like you can see from the, the user interface here that it's pretty old school, right? Like it's still got Pandora on it. And, uh, the fact that it has an extra USB was like a big selling feature and you can get serious on this thing. So like, it's fine, but it's just kind of outdated and, and it's so small too. And it does play DVDs, which is, you know, not a bad feature, but I don't know if anybody actually buys DVDs anymore. So super excited to kind of get this replaced. Um, when I do that, of course, then that screen is going to actually stick out here in front of the vents. So that is not a concern, but it is something I'm gonna have to think about is like, if I have this screen 
over this. I'm going to have to sort of keep this vent sort of turned all the time because I don't want to like blast heat onto the back of it. And I also don't want to not get heat because of the head unit. So I'm interested to see how that goes. But I mean, 10.1 inches. I mean, this is probably like what, six and a half, seven inches diagonally. So, I mean, if you take that and add a few more inches, I kind of feel like it's going to be like right at the edges here. So that'll be interesting. That also means though, again, if you're watching on YouTube, if not, I'll describe it for you. I've got on top. So on the Xterras, they've got like a double din unit, which is nice in between the vents. And then on top, it's kind of like a flat tray sort of deal. Um, in there, I've got a, a wireless charging um, automatic opening phone mount, which I actually, I pretty much, I do like it quite a bit. I've had a couple little issues with it, with like the arm on the back kind of letting loose and I have to retighten it and it just kind of starts to like sag down. Um, but I do like that it charges the phone, which is pretty nice. However, in the new setup, I'm going full magnetic. Um, the only downside to that is it means that I'm going to have to charge with a cord, which is okay because honestly, like the wireless stuff, unless you spend pretty decent amount of money on the really nice wireless charging ones, you don't get that much juice when you're charging. So like sometimes even when I've got my phone on this mount and I'm driving all day and I've got GPS running and I've got music running and I'm getting texts and emails and you know, that sort of stuff when everything's running, um, I will oftentimes have times when it won't even, uh, keep the phone charged. Like I'm still losing overall losing, it's going crazy right now. I'm overall just losing juice as the day goes on. So this is going to move. Um, hen unit is going to go there, the new 10.1 inch. Um, I don't think that that will affect my air con, air conditioning controls. Um, it shouldn't affect a whole lot else either. So anyways, thinking about the magnetic mounts, the one that I got is sort of, uh, it has like a 3M piece. It's a Skosh brand. Um, got that from Arkansas Off-Road that he runs all that Skosh stuff and it looked really nice. So that's kind of what I'm running. Actually, I think I may have gotten a cheap knockoff. I'll have to, I'll look at them and I'll, I'll show you guys in more detail when I actually install those. But I've got to decide where to put those on the truck. Um, I'm kind of, I need to think through it and maybe draw some stuff out. I'm kind of thinking right here might not be a bad idea. So over on the left A pillar, there's a big old flat spot on that. So I may be able to just stick that right there, put a magnetic mount there, you know, covertly run a cord, you know, underneath of the dash and then up through and then just have it sort of sitting right here. So then I can just go boop and just sort of plug that cord in right there when I, when I slap it on the mag mount. Um, I do have another car too, so that's part of why I'm using magnetic mounts is that I want to, you know, I want to be able to move it from one car to the next really easily. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of the thinking on that. Also, in addition to those things that I'm changing in the truck, I currently have this Sung Life splitter down here, which is, you know, it's kind of nice. It's got a few USB plugs on it. It's got a couple of AC plugs on it. I think it's only about 100 or 150 watts though. So I actually would be really curious to see if those AC plugs would even really do anything. And it does have a DC plug on the top, which is pretty nice just because it obviously takes the DC plug. So it's nice to have, you know, another one to have a, a DC plug to come out of it. So you don't lose one. Um, however, I got a new one called a best tech is the brand and I will go get that and I'll show you. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, guys, so here is the solution that I picked up to replace the Sung Life. Again, nothing wrong with the Sung Life. I will say I've probably had it for about maybe almost a year now, six, eight months. 
Um, the fan, so there's a fan in it, a cooling fan, and it has started to make a god-awful noise. Like, it's like, ah! <laughs> like, it's just, it's gotten really loud. I don't know why. Um, just maybe the bearings are going bad or something in the fan. But it makes a really, a really annoying, really random loud noise. My wife was actually driving the truck the other day, and she called me, and she's like, what the hell is this noise? Like, what is happening? Um, she kind of freaked out a little bit. So, anyways, going to be replacing that with this Best Tech unit. And here's kind of why. So, one, if you're an Xterra person you'll notice that this has this tiny sort of little form factor. So there's a, an on-off switch on the back here and then a corded plug that comes out of the back of it that's got probably about two or three feet worth of cord. Um, so it gives you a little bit of flexibility. But then it's kind of shaped almost like a U or a V on the side. And my thought is underneath of the center console, the Xterra is kind of, it, it runs off at the bottom and there's just an opening down there. So like a lot of guys will mount their CBs and stuff down there. I have my CB mounted up on my rooftop. Um, I'll put a link to that video here. Um, but the uh, the spot down there is perfect for mounting stuff like this. Like that's why people put their CBs there, right? So with this thing, again, it's got sort of a master on off switch on the back, which is kind of nice. It's got a voltmeter on the top, which I've got to be careful because depending on how I mount it, I won't be able to see that. Like what I'm thinking is mounting it literally like back underneath of that center console so that you've just got all your plugs and almost, my goal is to kind of make it almost look OEM. But the thing that I really like about this is it's got three DC plugs on it, and then it's got four USB plugs. Um, and these are 2.4 amp uh, plugs, so kind of like your standard USB output. Um, but again, I like that everything's on the front. They make a huge number. There's a ton of different options out there for USB and DC splitters and that sort of thing. This was about 25 bucks, so it's not too expensive. Um, and again, especially for the Xterra, I just feel like it's a great option to fit underneath that center console. So that's my plan with that. Uh, I did find the the magnetic mounts that I got. They're called Trianium. 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 Um, so these are the mounts that I bought. And the reason is I was looking at the Skosh units. And I may, when I try these, we'll see how they work. Um, I've actually been really impressed with them so far. Um, I figure they're all kind of made probably in the same factory anyways. I don't know. Um, but like, I think I got three of these for like 15 bucks, 10 or 15 bucks. And the Scotch ones were about 10 to 15 bucks a piece. So I was just like, man, okay, well, we'll see. We'll give them a shot. And if they're terrible, then I'll return them and I'll get something else. But I mean, they've just got this simple little mount with 3M on the back of them. Um, again, on my Xterra, my plan is to kind of mount this up on the A-pillar. So like that. And then I can move this around. So imagine this is the A-pillar here, and then this thing can just sort of move around wherever I need it. Um, and again, here's so here's one of the metal plates that comes with it. I mean, it's, it's pretty stout. So I kind of figure that, that I think that this will work pretty well. Um, it does have sort of a ball joint on the back that you can then tighten it to put it into the position that you want. And it does hold really tight, like... I'm really trying to move that thing and it's not moving at all. So I'm actually pretty excited about these things. Again, for the price, I just feel like they're a great option. Um, again, time will tell, right? So long-term, I will I will let you guys know if I have any problems with them or anything goes wrong. But again, for the money, it was, it was almost so cheap that I'm like, okay, I'll just throw them away if they fail in a year. If I get a year out of them, then that's fine, you know? So anyway, so that was the mounts, the bang mounts for the phone, and also the best tech unit for uh, charging. All right, so of course I've been using my sockets, which are in my last US bags. 
uh, wax a million tool roll, which I love, um, but it was in my truck. So I actually had to pull that out of my truck to get that. Um, so as you can see, I've got three of these mounts here. So my thought is one for my car, one for the front of the truck, and then another one uh, for the rear of the truck. So if you've seen my setup before, I've got the solar a battery in the back that's powered by the solar uh, panel. And uh, what I do with that is I actually use the back of my truck a ton. I generally just leave it open for like hours at a time because that's where the fridge is. That's where all my drawers are. That's where my solar charging stuff is. So I just charge phones and laptops and all kinds of stuff back there. Um, so my thought is I'll just have another one back there. So again, with the magnetic, I can just slap it on the front when I get out of the truck, put it in my pocket. When I get to the back, slap it on the back. Um, and just have my phone back there and be able to listen to music or check texts or, you know, whatever. Whatever the case may be. Plan trips, that sort of stuff. Like plan maps and stuff. Okay, that was stupid. Um, in addition to the uh, new power unit, that Best Tech uh, USB splitter and, and DC splitter, I bought a handful of these, and I'll put a link to these in the in the description. But they're like, uh, they're like the little 3M backed cord clips. I got them in black because I figured that would match the inside of my truck the best. Um, but I'm going to use these. So currently, I have been lazy, right? And I just run cords all over the place. And there's just sort of stuff like, you know, like you can see in there hanging down over across my dash is the plug for my phone charger. And there's just cords going everywhere. Like, look down through there. It's just a mess, right? So I've got all these cords going everywhere. And I figure if I'm going to take all this time, if I'm going to replace the head unit, if I'm going to, you know... Uh, run a new splitter unit, then I might as well clean up the cords at the same time, take a little bit of extra effort and do that. So that is part of the process as well. Um, got all new U-bolts here. Nice ones. Um, for you Xterra folks, I will put a link to these in the description below. I picked these things up for like, so if you want to get a, an extended U-bolt kit from like an Iztec or anything like that. I, and I think it's very reasonable and it would have been way easier. Like I wouldn't have had to do nearly as much research and I'm still not a hundred percent sure these are going to work. So we'll see. Um, but based on the dimensions that I've looked up and the dimensions of the ones at those other places, these are basically the same thing. These are Dorman brand, which you've probably seen if you look for Xterra stuff before, it's kind of like the aftermarket go-to, but I think I got all four of these for like 25, 30 bucks. So, and they're extended. I don't remember the exact dimensions. I'll put it up on the screen here when I look it up later. Anyways, um, I will put the dimensions up on the screen there for those U-bolts because I think those are going to be perfect for these General Spring HD leaf packs. So I think nowadays when I look at General Spring's website, they do not have a five leaf pack, a four plus one. They have a three plus one. So I think this gentleman I know bought it a couple of years ago, bought these leaf packs a couple of years ago, brand new, and never even installed them. You can see this they still have the stickers on them, right? Um, so I believe that they've maybe cheaped out a little bit and lowered the quality of the springs a tiny bit. I'm not 100% sure on that. I don't want to talk crap about them. I just, you know, anytime you get more leaves is better than less leaves in my opinion. Um, so anyway, so these leaf packs are awesome. I'm super excited about them. Also, don't forget to buy bushings. So you can see like in one end, they have like sealed bushings in there already, but then in the other end, they don't. So you do have to buy um, some aftermarket bushings. Um, so I bought a set of four of those. Um, so between that, the extended U-bolts and the springs, I should be good to go to replace my rear leafs. And now to be fair, it's on like, so I've got a little ramp because my car is too low to go up over top of my hydraulic lift down here. Uh, it's a Titan lift. It's really, really nice. I've had it for like 10 years and it just works. Um, 
So I've driven the truck up on the ramps too, just because I didn't want to mess with getting them out of the way. But even so, I mean, I don't think there's any necessarily any additional like stress put on the rear, but like just visually, if you're watching on YouTube, look at the difference here, right? Like the fronts are on Niztec MK84s, which are great. And then the rears are on the stock OEM stuff. And I bet I'm an inch or two down. Actually, let's measure it and see how far down. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so we are on the passenger side here. So let's just go from the top of the tire. They are at the same PSI, I checked it. Um, so from the top of the tire to the top of the fender, we got just about five inches, like almost right at five inches. And you can kind of see too up there how that's all getting bowed out. It's because I'm rubbing. I'm hitting that stuff because the suspension is so shot that I'm actually smashing into that. Um, now we go up front. Let's do the same thing. So yeah, up front on the Niztex, I'm at six inches. So I'm literally a full inch higher, even a little bit over six inches on the fronts. So, you know, I mean the tires, I would say the tires are about the same tread. There is some difference, you know, I think the rears are a little lower. Um, but so then, you know, this isn't an exact measurement. But definitely, visually, you can tell that the front is higher than the rear. I've also got more weight in the rear. So I'm really excited to have these HD springs to sort of lift up the truck, to make it stop careening and crashing over every bump, um, and to better support the weight. So I can't wait to see how the truck looks when that is installed. And so then, aside from those things, um, I will probably do an oil change as well, because I believe I did one right before core and I've put probably about 3,000 miles on the truck now. So I've got to do that. Um, sorry, my garage is super messy. I actually use it and I'm lazy and I don't put things back. It's terrible. Um, I also do have the rear rotors and pads for the truck that I didn't have time to put on before core. I replaced the front. So I'm probably going to go ahead and just do the rears. Um, I do still have my limb riser kit because I had to remove that. Whenever I went to the aftermarket or the aftermarket, the, uh, real rooftop tent from my old do-it-yourself one i had just bolted those or screwed those right into the wood box that i made but when i went to the real one it was like it's a real rooftop tent with a fabric cover so there wasn't really any place to attach it so when i build um, one of the big things i'm going to do that I, I haven't started yet so i'm going to build a unistrut sort of box that's going to sit inside of the stock uh, roof rack and i'm going to use that unistrut system to install both my awning which is laying over there my uh, tough stuff awning and my rooftop tent at the same time and I'm going to also try and make some additional mounts like I'm thinking I could possibly put propane up there I could possibly put my high lift back up there there's a number of things that I could mount up there um, so we're going to be doing that as well and then of course clean up right so I got some of this rust stop paint I've used rust-oleum previously but I, I hate to say it uh, I bought it because I wanted the name brand stuff and I wanted something that was going to work and I bought like a six pack on Amazon and when I got them, I used them to paint under the cladding back here to kind of just de-rust and, and sort of slow the rust down on the back. Um, but about half of the cans, the spray paint cans, 
wouldn't even work. Like they just never sprayed. I tried heating them up. I tried shaking the bejesus out of them. Like they just would never work. So I don't know what the problem was with them, but I just got a bad batch or what. Um, so I bought this stuff at Ace because I figure if it doesn't work, then I can just run down there and I can exchange it. So um, so the plan is I've got to clean this all up. I'm going to wipe this all down. And then I'm just going to kind of re-hit everything again to make sure that I kind of stop. You can see some rust there. Got a little bit of rust here on the rear fender as well. Um, you can actually see my really terrible... <laughs> Please don't judge me. My really terrible kind of Bondo job. Never done Bondo before. Never done body work. Don't really care to do it. But I don't care enough about this truck to like pay someone to do it, right? And this was all rotted out. So especially on the passenger side on the exteriors, I, I feel like the ones that I've seen, they get really bad rust around the rear. Again, it doesn't help that I'm, you know, hitting it with my 33s all the time uh, on the trails. But um, I did just sand the crap out of this and then put some Bondo on it and kind of hand sand it down to make it somewhat smooth, as you can kind of see there if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and then I just kind of repainted it. I actually used a rattle can gloss white on it, which you can definitely tell. Like You can see the difference, especially now that it's filthy. If it's clean, it's not so drastic. I didn't blend it. Look, I'm not a painter, right? <laughs> so yeah, this looks like crap. I get it. I don't really care, though. Um, because I'm just, you know, I think probably at some point what I will do is I will probably just try and really make a concerted effort to get all the rust out of there. And then I may just bedline it. That's probably what I'll do. I actually would love to do white bedliner. I think that'd be sick. Um, so anyways, let me know what your thoughts are on that in the, in the comments. I know I've seen a couple other guys and gals do bedliner all over their trucks. I think it's kind of cool, but I also think it's probably a ton of work. Um, so I'd love to hear from you guys, like what you think about that. If you think that's a good idea, how you would do it, any tips, are there any walkthroughs or anything out there about how to bedline your Xterra specifically, that would be great. Um, so yeah, other than that, um, I've recently repainted the side guards. The mirrors have been re-plasta dipped. Um, I probably will hit with the Rust-Oleum, the sliders, because those have definitely been used a few times and they've got some rusty spots on them. So I'm going to sand those a little bit and re-hit those as well. All right, guys. So that's pretty much it. Um, over the next three, four weeks, hopefully, I'm hopeful that I can do this in a month because I really want to go start going camping again. Um, but over the next few weeks, a plan is to get the roof basket built for the Xterra, get the new head unit installed, rework the interior, install the leaf springs on the rear, um, and do the brakes while I'm back there. Might as well do it all at the same time. So anyways, uh, just wanted to kind of keep you guys up to date, bring you up to date on that. Um, just a word of uh, what's coming next. So on the next podcast slash vlog, my plan is I have worked really hard over the last week or so to come up with, and I try and do this every year, but a overlanding gift idea list. Um, so that's what I'm going to cover next week on the podcast slash vlog. So look forward to that. So basically anything kind of starting with like stocking stuffers and then working up to like 50 bucks or less and then like 51 to 250 and like 250 to 500 and then more than 500. So going to kind of have like everything from like rooftop tents down to like patches and stickers and you know knives and things like that. So I'm pretty excited about that. I enjoy making that every year just kind of because I'm a gear person. I like looking through the gear and thinking about you know kind of stuff that I want this year um, and then kind of building out a list. So had a pretty good reception of that in the past. So look for that next week. Um, again thanks as always for watching, for listening if you're on the podcast. Um, you know make sure to, to check out the channel on YouTube. If you don't already subscribe subscribe. Um, check me out on Facebook and Instagram. And also down below in the description, of course, as always, are links to patches and stickers for all things overlanding. Again, great idea for stocking stuffers, things like that, or just for yourself. It's fine. You can buy it for yourself. Um, so anyways, thanks again for watching and listening, and we'll talk to you next week.